0: Hello again and welcome back to daily devotions with north clay baptist church my name is pastor drew and i'm very excited to be with you once again as we are working our way through the entire bible in one year and this time we're going to be looking at the book of psalms now the book of psalms is a collection of prayers and songs that were offered by the people of israel to god these Psalms were written by several different authors over a period of about 1,000 years, ranging from the time of Moses to the return from the Babylonian exile. Majority of the Psalms, around 75, are attributed uh, to David, and we have two Psalms that have Solomon listed as their author. In addition, Psalm 90 is a prayer that is attributed to the patriarch. Uh, Moses, and there are several psalms that are attributed to several different Levites and priests who were responsible for temple worship during the reign of David, and about 50 of the psalms have no specific author listed. Now, it is unknown who uh, compiled all of these psalms into one volume. Although, in Calvin's commentary on the Psalms, which you can actually find online for free if you're looking for resources to aid you in your Bible study, in his commentary, Calvin seemed to indicate that it could have possibly been uh, Ezra. But at the end of the day, we don't know that for sure. Now, even though we don't know uh, which individual compiled all these Psalms into one volume, and even though we don't know for sure with several of the Psalms who the author was, we ultimately know who put all of these psalms together. And we ultimately know who authored all of these psalms, and that is the Almighty God, the triune God of Scripture, the one true and living God. You see, by virtue of His Holy Spirit inspiring these psalm writers, God was putting together the psalms that He wanted His people to have. And so, even though we may not know uh, the particulars or the details uh, regarding the human authors, we know that because heaven and earth may pass away, but his word shall by no means pass away. Because we know that God is trustworthy, that he is the same yesterday, today, and forever, we can know and we can trust that the books we have in our Bible, the Psalms we have in our Bible, are the Psalms that he intended us to have. Now, as we work through the book of Psalms, we need to keep in mind our big picture question that we've been asking uh, throughout the entire uh, time in this study. And that is, what do these things tell me about who God is, and how do these things point me to the gospel of Jesus Christ? Now, throughout the book of Psalms, there are several, several prophetic utterances uh, pointing to uh, the person and work of Jesus Christ, both explicit uh, as well as implicit. Uh, for instance, in Psalm 16, David says that uh, Yahweh will not abandon my soul to Sheol, nor will he let his Holy One see corruption. When he wrote that, he was speaking of himself and was speaking of the deliverance and the preservation that Yahweh had afforded him. But the New Testament authors rightly took that verse and interpreted it as pointing to the resurrection of Jesus Christ. And so we'll see some uh, explicit uh, prophecies pointing to uh, the Messiah as well as some implicit things some hints some types and shadows throughout the book of the psalms and so the format we're going to take as we uh, uh, walk through this book is we are going to take each individual psalm on its own kind of give some of the background uh, regarding its authorship uh, some background information as well as what the big picture uh, this psalm is attempting to communicate Um, not only that but i'm sure that you have uh, noticed that we've moved from uh, three chapters in our daily reading to f- about four chapters in our daily reading. And there's a few different reasons why we uh, w- we did that, we made that move. Uh, primarily, um, a lot of the concepts, a lot of the types and shadows um, in the Old Testament are unpacked in the New Testament. And so in order to give ourselves time once we get to the New Testament to unpack those things, uh, we wanted to uh, make sure to stay ahead by covering four chapters a day instead of three. That way, if we needed to take some, uh, some more time to unpack some of the more difficult concepts we would have that time available to us. Not only that, but there are a few books in the Bible, uh, both in the Old and the New Testament, that are less than three chapters. Some of them are actually only a, a single chapter. And so for the format of our daily devotionals, these, uh, these videos and these podcasts, we thought that it would be uh, better to spend one day's devotional covering just that book, even though it was less than three, three chapters, rather than trying to cover that book as a whole, even though it's less than three chapters, and one or two chapters of the, the next book. And so uh, in order to give ourselves time to do that, um, we wanted to start covering four chapters. That way we had some, some wiggle room um, once we got to those sections of the Bible. And then specifically, for our context here in the book of Psalms, one of the biggest sections of the scripture is found in this book, and that is Psalm 119. And rather than having to cover all of Psalm 119, as well as three other psalms, I thought that it would be much more prudent to be able to spend a day uh, just going through Psalm 119. That way we don't get too bogged down um, in sort of the uh, the sort of bigness of these sections of, of scripture. And again, in order to do that, um, we're covering four chapters a day. That way, we're able to make those calls as we get there, as we walk through the entire uh, Bible in one year. And so we're going to be looking at each individual psalm, talking about uh, sort of what its background is, um, who its author was, um, as well as what the big picture is. And so in today's reading, we're going to be looking at Psalms 1, 2, 3, and 4. And so starting in Psalm 1, Psalm 1 highlights the blessings of pursuing godly wisdom, specifically godly wisdom that is found in his law. As we read in verse 2, the delight of the blessed man is in the law of the Lord. And it's important to note that that LORD is in all caps, which means it's the Tetragrammaton which that word tetragrammaton just means four letters. And whenever you see the word LORD in all caps, it's pointing to that covenant name of God, Yahweh, as it was written in the Hebrew with YHWH. And so this law is not some sort of arbitrary higher law or law of a higher power. No, it's the specific covenant law of Yahweh. And on this law, the blessed man meditates day and night. And so not only do we see the blessed man, we see some positive things and some negative things. Not necessarily negative about the blessed man, but there's a positive and a negative aspect to certain sections of this Psalm. Specifically, we're told that the blessed man does certain things, and we're also told that the blessed man does not do certain things. We're told that the blessed man engages in certain activities, and we're told that the blessed man also avoids certain activities so we see a positive he does certain things and a negative he does not do certain things specifically in psalm 1 and 2 we see that the blessed man does not walk in the counsel of the wicked does not stand in the way of sinners does not sit in the seat of scoffers so we see the negative what he does not do but what does he do the positive we see that he delights in the law of the lord and so not only that but we see the ultimate misery for those who would despise and reject the law of god And Moving from Psalm 1 to Psalm 2, Psalm 2 tells us of the Lord's attitude towards the schemes of men. Namely, in verse 4, it tells us that he sits in the heaven and he laughs at man's attempts to set himself against God. Not only that, but we receive a prophecy concerning the reign of the Messiah, Jesus Christ. And lastly, the Psalm ends with an exhortation of the kings of the earth to submit themselves to the king of kings, to serve him and take refuge in him, lest they be destroyed. And moving on, Psalm 3 is a psalm of David when he fled from Absalom. And this psalm highlights David's distress as his own household is conspiring against him. Yet rather than remaining in that distress, David turns his eyes to the Lord, recognizing that he is able to lay down and to sleep and to wake again because the Lord sustains him and then lastly in uh, psalm 4 it is believed it's a psalm of david and it's believed it was written by him while he was being pursued by saul in this psalm david places his hope and his trust in the lord in yahweh the god of israel and pointing out in verse 7 that yahweh has provided him more joy during this difficult time than all the joys of material prosperity. And this psalm ends with a similar uh, phrase as we saw in Psalm 3, where it says, In peace I will both lie down and sleep, for you, O Lord, make me dwell in safety.